श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवत की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय बहुत प्रेम आनंदे आफ्टरनून नाइस टू बी हियर विद यू अगेन एक्सक्यूज मी सो दिस आफ्टरनून वी आर गोइंग टू कंटिन्यू आवर डिस्कशन वी वर लेफ्ट ऑन द एज ऑफ आवर सीट्स last night give me for that but <laughs> some artistry to the delivery um and that was in the midst of discussing the significance of the first verse of Srimad Bhagavat hmm. three verses uh introduced the bhagavat and they deal primarily with the three subjects that the text covers that being sambandha abhideya prayojana a conceptual orientation that fosters a particular type of action that results in a particular uh, fruit that brings a particular result so again we're discussing the first verse <coughs> but we're discussing it in terms of different uh um, explanations vishnu chakravarti talker has given maybe about five or six different explanations of the first verse uh, we wanted to speak last night uh, of how we can find chaitanya mahaprabhu in the verse which is something that as i mentioned i uh came to mind on my way here on the plane given that we are going to be installing the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at our Anandashram in Western North Carolina stand next to Radha Madhava Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahe Anya Rupanuga Janera Jivan this was a particular configuration if you will of deities that was very much um made manifest by bhakti sadant saraswati thakur hmm? you don't find this um i don't perhaps anywhere outside of his um mission hmm? um and of course it's a very powerful way of saying that chaitanya mahaprabhu is radha and krishna <coughs> prabhupada of course uh, install those deities in Mayapur initially and in Calcutta other places in the world he did install deities of Gornatai as you know and Radha and Krishna Jagannath and so forth <coughs> so we didn't get to the uh, that uh, feeling of mine about the verse with regard to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu I should uh, we discussed um some introductory material and we came to the point where we concluded that if the verse is going to speak about chaitanya mahaprabhu it must speak about krishna radha and krishna so perhaps we should discuss that first and we were discussing this um um about chaitanya mahaprabhu in relation to the festival we're having in one week at uh, saragrahi <laughs> ananda ashram 
You're all invited, of course. Um, there we have the installation, as I say, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So from last night until then, we're going to be discussing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in various talks. But still here we come uh, this afternoon to speak about the verse, first verse of Bhagavatam, in light of it being a description of Krishna, because the general description uh, or explanation of the verse does not uh, necessarily um, uh, it's not that readily construed to necessarily be speaking about Krishna himself. Hmm? The source, satyam param dimahi, let us meditate on the supreme truth that is the source of the world, um, so on and so forth. Um, it, of course, does mention the enlightening of Brahma Tene Brahma Hridayati Kaviyi Suraya. And um, there's different explanations of that enlightenment of Brahma, such that it, this verse could be construed to be speaking of someone other than Swayam Bhagwan. Hmm? And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, of course, Swayam Bhagwan, Sri Krishna himself, and his Leela, Gaur Leela, is is not different from Krishna Leela. I described it like last night as like the difference between a, 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 a reversible um, jacket. On the one side, it's outside it's black with golden stripes, and on the inside it's golden with black stripes, so you can wear it either way. Hmm? In Krishna's Leela Purushottam, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Prem Purushottam. So most of you were there last night. We discussed these things in some detail. So to bring, at any rate, the ideas prem purushottam from the verse, we should first discuss how, without a doubt, lila purushottam is the subject uh, of the first verse, as it should be. This is a verse about the contents of Srimad Bhagavatam, a conceptual orientation um, that will foster a certain type of action, which is bhakti and shuddha bhakti, hmm, that will bear the fruit of of prem. That conceptual orientation has to include our sambandha, our relationship with with Krishna. Hmm? So, uh, before proceeding on this, I should say something about these different types of explanations. Um, which might, to some people, probably not your good selves, but to others seem a stretch. Is the verse really saying that? Does the word really mean that? And get out the dictionary and look at the various meanings for the various words and so forth. But this is more of um, a different exercise. Hmm? Um, It's not meant for conversion, but it's meant for the converted. It's not an exercise in conversion, but an ex- exercise in immersion, if you will, and the relishing amongst the converted hmm? uh, of uh, of those with uh, with uh, eyes to see premanja preman, does it? Uh, see how learned you are. <laughs> with uh, such eyes, then verses say things and, uh, that they would not otherwise. And that's not a problem. Hmm? You say, the verse is saying something to you, but that's not what it says according to the dictionary. Of course, 
our charges have tried to, of course, always tie their expressions of ecstasy. Prabhupada called his purports his emotional ecstasies, as you know, uh, tried to tie them to the grammatical um, etymological meaning of the words and, and so forth, to give some uh, uh, credibility to it from that Anglo-vision, an academic exercise, if you will. It has uh, its place, it has its merit and so forth. But wherever it may seem for others to be a stretch, hmm, that for us is, 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 is another kind of stretching, hmm, another kind of... Uh, Movement, a movement of uh, of ecstasy, this kind of movement, hmm? and that is most desirable. So, who can draw such uh, meanings? This is this is very um, very desirable. Hmm? This is uh, something uh, worth uh, celebrating, as I say, amongst the um, converted. Uh, Chakravarti Thakur, Vishwanath, in one of his commentaries of the verse says, and if the atheists don't believe it, he more or less says, well, we'll kick on their head with shoes then, something like that. You might have heard that expression before. Um, uh, actually, it originates literally with Brindavan Das Thakur, said to be the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela. He uses such phrases in his Chaitanya Bhagavatam. Uh, in a very kind of feisty mood and Prabhupada echoed that at times in a similar virarasa uh, spirit of uh, that is um, very complimentary to Sakyarasa but they drop bombs on them then or something like that mm-hmm. love bombs no doubt he had in mind <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so an exercise in 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 relishing amongst the, the an immersion amongst the uh, converted. <clears throat> so Janmadi Asiyataha, the general meaning again. Janmadi, Janma means birth, and Adi means etc. So the birth, the create, the creation, the maintenance, the annihilation of the world. Janmadi Asiyataha, from whom it has come. This is a description of the Satyam Param that we should dimahi. We should meditate on the Satyam Param. Uh, who is the Satyam Param? That from whom the world has come. Who maintains the world? Who causes the Nirodha, the winding up of the whole show and so forth? Hmm? That could be Mahavishnu. Hmm? But the book is not about Mahavishnu. It's about only about Mahavishnu as much as to say Mahavishnu is a Angsa of Swami Bhagavan Sri Krishna. Hmm? You know that the Vishnu was bent on um, having the darshan of Krishna, Krishna and his leela with Arjun to the extent that he caused some disturbance in Dwarka in one Brahmin's family by way of stealing his, his, his children one after another. And Arjun as a protector of the uh, 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 ruling order and so made a vow that if he couldn't find the culprit and uh, retrieve the sons that he'd commit suicide and of course behind it all was Vishnu himself and so he could not retrieve them but Krishna could not allow him to commit suicide so they took him hand in hand and they went to Vishnu and Vishnu said well I wanted to see you 
We wanted to have your darshan. This is but one of numerable, numerable instances in the Bhagavatam. If you ever study, if you have the opportunity to study the Krishna Sandarbha of Shijiva Goswami, it's a very beautiful treatise based on one um, pada, one, one line of, famous line of Bhagavat that he has also dubbed the Paribhas Sutra, the, the, the kind of the key that unlocks the tattva or the, the, the philosophy that underlies the whole of Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is a book of tattva and a book of bhava. Hmm? The general idea is get the tattva down, that will give a good foundation for practice hmm? from which bhava will come. Hmm? Like I said the other night, you have to do a, you know, you have to know a little math to do music or art, something like that. Unless you did it in your previous life, then you come to this life and you, looks like he just, oh, he's just got the talent, something like that. So, study a little Vedanta, Bhakti Vedanta. We have to have a good heart, but it has to be a wise uh, heart, wise love. That's why Prabhupada used to emphasize, oh, and we have so many books, 60 books or whatever he used to say, and 60 volumes and so forth. You know, I'm famous for selling those books by hook or by crook, <laughs> as it turned out, and, you know, I, I learned something from that, too. wouldn't do that again, but at the time it was quite pleasing to Prabhupada, one way or another. Uh, somehow or other, we, you know, uh, got something done. It could have been done better, I suppose, but we were young. And, uh, but um, Ramaswar was my good friend. He, he, uh, wrote to Prabhupada, he began writing to Prabhupada about me, kind of introduced me to Prabhupada personally, although I was his disciple, many of us here are, we didn't know him on a, on a physical kind of personal level because we didn't have service that involved that and we were very chaste to wanting to serve him rather than to enjoy him, if you will, so we were happy and content to some extent <laughs> with that. Um, I'll tell you a story about that once we were Ramaswar and I we were in the book room. We used to arrange books in, in Los Angeles, in New Dwarka, on Saturday mornings, in different stacks and so forth, and and list of different places where the householders would go on a Saturday to sell books. We would organize that. And so Prabhupada was in New Dwarka, and so there we were Saturday morning. We were not in the class. The class was about to begin, and the darshan of the deities had taken place, and Prabhupada had descended his... Asan, and we were arranging the books there, and then it came on the microphone, Jayarada Madhava, and then we said, we're not missing this, <laughs> we'll do this later. We, we usually would put that aside, you know, put everything else aside for the service, and just focus on that, so that all the devotees, when it came time after Prashadam, you know, there we'd have the car doors open, and say, you go in this car, you go in that car, and here are your books and everything, here's the directions where you're going to go. I mean, we put it off. We, we, we'll do it later. <laughs> this is uh, too good to miss, something like that. So that's not a bad thing either. I was um, uh, fond of going on a walk with Prabhupada without being invited. <laughs> and uh, Prabhupada would entertain my courageousness um, in uh, overstepping those orders that used to come in the morning, no, no one would go on the walk with Prabhupada, uh, you know, except the GBC and the sannyasis. And of course, everybody wanted to go. And, uh, the news is everybody could have gone. That was my experience. 
It's heartbreaking, I know, but it's not over yet. So, uh, so union and separation, those are both there, but uh, union, separation fosters the, the longing for union. Hmm? Now along separation, they will culminate in a union if we help one another hmm, to go there, hmm, to the other side. Hmm? He's, not, he's left for that purpose, not to leave us behind, but to entice us to go along with him. Hmm? And yadgatvana nivartante taddhamo paramamama. From there, there's no coming down. Hmm? So, uh, anyway, I was telling <laughs> some stories about Prabhupada, Ramaswara, and I. Yes, we were, um, uh, uh, I forgot now the initial. He what? He wrote the Prabhupada, right. He wrote, we had distributed a lot of books in in Los Angeles, and, and I was very instrumental in that. And so he wrote to Prabhupada that he, this Triparari Das, is distributing so many books and so forth. Was, and so Prabhupada wrote back, that's very nice that uh, Triparari Das is distributing so, so many books, but you should make sure that he's always reading them. Hmm? So in those days when letters would come from Prabhupada, they would be public news. It would be, a letter came from Prabhupada for so-and-so, and, and then we would read it publicly. Hmm? Nothing to hide there, whether it would be chastisement or praise or whatever might be the case. So anyway, that was a nice instruction, and I, um, I've tried to take it to heart. And my point in raising this, of course, is, as I said, we are the bhakti vedantas. So bhakti is a sentiment, but it's a wise sentiment, and there's considerable philosophy, theology that uh, underlies that sentiment. There's a tattva. Hmm? Uh, you know when uh, Damodar Swarup would be um, approached, when he was approached by a, uh, a fan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a devotee who had some sentiment for him and had written something in praise of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Swarup Damodar would be the um, editor. Hmm? He would edit it, and he would see if it needed only copy editing or substantive editing, or it needed to go back for a rewrite, <laughs> something like that. So, if it was not uh, appropriate according to tattva hmm? uh, and according to feeling, hmm? the tattva of rasa also, then it would be returned, write it again. Hmm? This is this is a praise, but it's not a praise that will is pleasing. It's not becoming. It's outside of the parameters of, of the tattva. Hmm? So this this is an important point because you know in the years in Prabhupada's absence, there's a lot of praise for Prabhupada, but it's not always uh, well well reasoned and well supported by the the, the sacred texts and so forth. Hmm? You know, we can just make a statement like here. I mean, I'm I'm explaining this verse in ways different than Prabhupada did, hmm? but. You know, if you read the purport here to the first verse, he says more than once, I believe, that there are other commentaries on the Bhagavatam by the Goswamis and they should be studied and so forth. Well, we can say, you know, everything's in Prabhupada's books and we this kind of praise to hear sometimes. And then we, we don't need any other book. We shouldn't really. I'm wondering how well have you read those books? They're talking about other books. And uh, there should be a point, I would imagine, in, in reading them again and again, that 
my experience is that different things stick out at different times, like like um, road signs to us. Turn here, go there, hmm? slow down here. You have to understand this part very carefully and so forth. Hmm? So, and then if, if you find, if you go to the other texts, hmm, you, you find the basis on which Prabhupada is drawing his conclusions and so forth as a faithful follower of the previous acharyas who got his credibility in his own words from such an, a faithful following, which in turn gives um, inspiration, insight, so to speak, uh, that, that brings things to light that, that, that has not been brought to light in the past as well. So it's, we don't have to um, be a creative thinker, so to speak, to creatively, um, again, have a, a living kind of dialogue with the text. If we are, if we are a careful follower, so that will start to come to life within us in a natural way. Hmm? So, <clears throat> important to uh, study the books. And, and so, there we find a number of meanings at any rate of this first text. And, and excuse me, and in the Bhagavat, in the Krishna Sandarbha, hmm? uh, we may wonder, you know, there's a big, big book and an old book and in a different language, Sanskrit, what's, how do you put all this together? It's 18, almost 18,000 verses. And what's important? What's not important? Is it all important? How, how does it all work? Um, we need some help with that. Therefore, there are two Bhagavatas, the person Bhagavat and the book Bhagavat. Jiva hmm. Goswami is a good example of a person Bhagavat. What he did with his Krishna Sandarbha was to take this one line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This is the Paribhas Sutra, the key that unlocks the whole tattva of the Bhagavatam, that Krishna is the Swayam Bhagavan. Krishna is the the, 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 the the fountainhead of all um, manifestations of divinity. Now, this is a very important point. It's a very important um, point to arrive at. If we want to give comprehensively and thereby live really fully and meaningfully, hmm? love is about giving. Hmm? But if we are to give, we have to, in, 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 in the fullest sense of the term, we have to have two things in place. One thing is, of course, we have to give without attaching any getting to the giving. Hmm? Hmm. So it must be a haituki hmm, for its own sake. Hmm. And on the other side, then, it has to be without interruption also. Hmm. So if we're giving to something that won't endure, that will not be apratihata. And it cannot be a haituki either. If it is not apratihata, it cannot be a haituki. If it is not uninterrupted, if it cannot take unlimitedly, then, then we cannot really fully uh, even give without um, expectation of return and motivation. So the second point is that, the, that, that we have to know not, not only we have to give without expectation of return, but secondly, we have to 
find a place to give that can take, who can take completely. Hmm? So this is the idea of Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. In so many ways it has been talked about by our Acharyas to point out. For example, Rupa Goswami begins his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu with what? Akila Rasamritam Murti. Hmm? He, want, want, he wants to say Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam from an aesthetic point of view. Hmm? That he is that has the capacity to reciprocate in all um, flavors of uh, Rasananda, hmm? differentiated in this way from all other avatars and so forth. Uh, uh, the complete taker. This is how Krishna is depicted, isn't it? The complete enjoyer, hmm? playboy. Hmm? Nothing to do. He's just uh, sporting. He's the object of service and love. And of course, that's a fact. And that he is so makes it such that if we repose our loving propensity in him, we can actually, uh, our loving propensity will be refined hmm, to the point that it will be without motivation because we'll actually, you say that giving is the getting. This is where it actually is realized. You say, it sounds good, giving is the getting. I'll just kind of swallow and go forward with it. I'm getting, <laughs> so I'm giving. <laughs> but uh, the experience of, get, of getting sometimes is actually lacking. It's kind of a theoretical. Uh, I embraced the, the principle, it sounded good, but it doesn't feel that good. Hmm? I gave and I gave and I gave and I, I, I didn't have any think I had any expectation of return. Of course, materially, we always have some expectation of turn, be, return because our, all of our actions are driven, mentally driven, sensually driven, sense object driven, and so forth. And, and it, it, under such oppression of these drives, we cannot really be ourselves and, and do something voluntarily. And that is giving. Under the rule of material nature, for lifetimes, developing, having developed a sangskar to act in a particular way, even when the opportunity presents itself to act otherwise, we become so habituated to act in a particular way, we will make the wrong choice again and again. The more we identify with matter, the more our will and what we are as a unit of will uh, recedes to the background, it becomes atrophied, so to speak. Hmm. So. So giving, to give, we, we want to act, human life gives us the opportunity to act voluntarily. We, we call that love. Hmm? Uh, and the opportunity to do that in the full sense of the term really comes to, presents itself to us through the Guru Parampara and the opportunity for bhakti. Hmm? So, and the more we go in that direction, the more the material nature loses its grip upon us. Hmm? And we develop a sangskar for bhakti the easier it is to choose bhakti. Hmm? The giving actually becomes the getting. Hmm? Yeah. Of course, now in all this you can say, I even gave to Krishna and I didn't feel like I was getting. <laughs> At least I thought I was. That's why it's important to study the book. Hmm? Understand what is bhakti, what is not bhakti. We study very carefully. You can see, oh, I, what, hmm, I see where I, something was lacking there. Hmm? Um, so, in Krishna Sandarbha, then, he takes 
every instance in the Bhagavad that would appear to say, and there are many of them, that Krishna is not the Supreme Personality of God. It shows how it's actually saying that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. This is one of the examples he gives of the Mahavishnu hmm? desiring to have the darshan of Krishna, hmm? to pay respects to him and Arjun and their Leela and so forth. But many, 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 many of them. So this verse could be taken at first to mean the source of the world. This is the Mahavishnu, the one who decided to become many. For what reason? For no reason. Lokavattu lila kaivalyam. It is said in the sutras. Out of joy, the one became many. So there is no meaning to the world. We can agree with atheists on that. There is no meaning. Love has no meaning. Love has no knows no reason. We want to qualify it a little bit. It is the movement of Bhagwan, and all of his avatar, for that matter, is one extent or the movement out of love. There's no purpose to be, has to be accomplished by that. Hmm? They are accomplished. Hmm? Hmm. So the one becomes many and the world issues forth and, and so forth. Janma dhyasya taha. So it's sounding like it's about Vishnu. But Vishnu Chakuti Thakur has given another uh, nice idea. He says, Janma Adi Yasya. Hmm? He who hmm, has uh, taken birth, etc. Hmm? He who has taken birth in Mathura and performed his Leela. Hmm? Mathura is said to be the, 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 the place of Bhagawan. Wherever there is Shuddha Bhakti, this is Mathura. It's not a geographical uh, location, uh, it's not to be limited to the thought, by the thought that it is a geographical limit uh, area alone. Hmm? But for Leela's sake, it's a geographical area. <laughs> Just like it said in the Gita, Yadgat, uh, what, what is it? Yadgat Pashayate Suryona Shashankona Pavaka. In that place, Krishna says, in his abode is Dham, Golok. There's no need for sun, moon, fire. Hmm? Prabhupada translated electricity. Hmm. But there is a sun and the moon there. And for Leela, there's no need for illumination. But for Leela, then, a devotee manifests as the moon. Hmm. Another as the sun. Hmm. The, 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 the sun um, is, is setting, when the sun is setting and Krishna is coming back from the forest with his cows and cow herds, hmm, Sun is offering respect. I'm going to go out now. But the light of Krishna remains burn, uh, uh, burning bright and illuminating the hearts and hopes, hopes and hearts of all of the uh, devotees of Vrindavan. And of course, the moon reflecting the sunlight for the night to facilitate. So, <clears throat> so that place, Janmadi. Who is the Satyam Param that we should do, Dimohi, that we should meditate upon? Who is the supreme truth we should meditate on? Here he's being described. He who is, who takes birth, etc., hmm, performs his Leela, Janmadiyasya Yataha Anvayad Itarata. Anvayad Itarata. He is, he who takes his birth in Mathura, etc., hmm, performs various Leelas. 
he is directly the son of Vasudev, hmm? Anbayad, but Itarata. Indirectly, he is the son of Jashoda. Or we can say it the other way around. That would be a more Gaudiya way. Directly, he is actually the son of Jashoda. Indirectly, he is the son of uh, Devaki. He's famous for being Devaki, Devaki Putra, hmm? the son of Devaki. Jashoda means who gives fame. Yashoda. So, more or less, she said, let Devaki be famous as the mother, and I'll be the mother. <laughs> That's fine with me. We hide off in the cow village here, and the Vedas will say, Devaki Putram, and so forth. And After all, as Uddhava said, Sutibir Bhigam, he went to Vrindavan, Uddhava. He was sent to Vrindavan, ostensibly, to, give an, to educate the inhabitants there, particularly the gopis, who we tried to give... Um, some gyan to. He told, don't cry. <laughs> uh, shoot and cry like this. What, what can we do? The will of providence, by the will of providence, we are united with friends and we are separated from them. Hmm? Hmm? He went to educate them, give them some knowledge about the self. Hmm? <laughs> this kind of thing. After all, they appear very uneducated. They don't study the Vedas there. There are not regular discourses on the Bhagavat there. Hmm? It is nigrantam. This is what Sukadev realized. Atmaramaschamunayo, nigrantapi urukrama. It will be on the book. This book is be, this is the last work of Vyas, the final work of Vyas. Samari Nanusmaratad Bijeshitam. Nara advised him, You are so qualified. Your despondency is arising from the fact that you have not done justice to bhakti, to Shuddha bhakti, in all of your writing. Go sit, samadhi nanusmana Go sit in samadhi on the leelas of Krishna, then write something. This is, this is not a book. This is not in the Sanskrit. It is called samadhi bhasha. Bhasha means language. Samadhi bhasha of of, of Vyas. It came out of the Samadhi of Vyas. Therefore, he himself says, what is that verse? He says, um, very nice, probably give a nice commentary there, in Nard Bhagavad, where Nard is speaking to Vyas. This is a big inspiration for the book distributors when Prabhupada would speak about this book, this verse. This book is is another creation. There is the primary creation from Vishnu, Mahavishnu, then the secondary creation from Brahma, and then there is the Srimad Bhagavatam. That is another creation <coughs> altogether. Hmm? Uh, and in this Yasmin Pratishlokam, this is what Prabhupada emphasized, Yasmin Pratishlokam, one sloka from this, then he would say, no, one word, no, if they just touch the book, <laughs> we're out there touching people, but, can you touch this? <laughs> See how our, he arrested our reasoning. <laughs> And with feeling, we just went and did whatever he asked. He once said to me, you are selling so many books at the O'Hare airport, it should be called Hare, oh, Hare Krishna. 
or oh hurry, you should ask them to change it. So I went there, <laughs> up into the office, and you know we were quite infamous there for selling the books in the airport. There was a line of desks on one side, a line of desks on the other, and at the end was the manager's you know cubicle, and I was known in the airport you know by everybody. There I am up there, and they look at me like, what does he want? He's going to sell a book in here? <laughs> what is he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I want to see the manager. And they said, okay. And everybody's eyes are watching me. You know. I get down to the end, and I just told them, well, you know, this book, we're, you know, it's called O'Hare Airport, but we're selling so many books here. Hmm? <laughs> and these books are so important, what they're doing, <laughs> that we think you know, it should be changed to oh, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Or just, oh, hurry, maybe. <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I walked out and I thought, well, I, I did it, but I was asked. <laughs> Not attached to the results. <laughs> so, so just touch the, they just touched the book. Yes, Min Patishlokam. So Vyasa is saying, I wrote this book in a hurry. Hmm? I went into trance. Bhakti Yoga in the Manasi Samyak Panahite Malay Apashat Purusham Purnam Mayatyatara Pashrayam. I saw all these things. Hmm? I saw the Parama Purusha hmm, and his primary Shakti. Hmm? And I saw his secondary Shakti, the Maya Shakti. And under her influence, I saw uh, the Jiva. Hmm? And I saw Bhakti, Bhakti Yogam, as the means to save the Jiva from Maya. I saw all these things. Hmm? This is what this the book is coming out of that. If you want to know what the Bhagavatam means, there are many ways it been it it could be interpreted. Hmm? This is the genius of Jiva Goswami. Let's go to the Samadhi of Vyas that's described by Sutta Goswami, out of which the book came. Then we'll know what it's about. Hmm? Very this is like Where's my hat? Where's my hat? It's on your head, kind of a thing. It's like, so, so common is the sense in this instance of Jiva Goswami that it's about as uncommon as common sense is in the world. Never thought of before by any other commentator and any other sampradaya and so forth. Hmm? This is a hub around which the book will be interpreted and so forth. Hmm? Hmm? Also, so... Um, a very, uh, with some sense of urgency, Vyasas has compiled this. It's like the urgency of having seen an extraordinary movie or event and then trying to c- convey it to others that they might come and, and see it as well. And it's the urgency more that uh, one uh, conveys than what might come out of his mouth. Hmm? It might be even broken words and so forth. Like Prabhupada used to give a nice example. The building is four stories high and it's on fire. And there's an Italian family on the top and a Spanish family on the second floor and a French family on the third floor and a Swedish family on the first floor. And they're all speaking in different languages, but the urgency, they're saying, there's a fire, hmm? right? In different languages, but the urgency is what is conveying the fact that there's a problem and their call is answered even though the guy that comes is an Englishman, <laughs> doesn't speak any of the languages to put out the fire and so forth. So this this is, book is compiled with a great sense of urgency. It's not like any other piranha. It's cutting to the chase here. 
really. It's all about that which fuels the leelas of Krishna. This is really what it's... Therefore, it's, it's Shruti Sarva may come. It's the essence of the Shruti. It's Bhuvi Bhavi Nigam Makalvaturo Galitam Falam Shukumukaramata Drabha Sambitam Pibata Bhagavartam Rasam Alayam Muhuraho Rasiku Bhuvi Bhavuka is a book about rasa. Even in Padma Purana, you'll find descriptions of different gopis, their dress and their names. You won't find it in Srimad Bhagavatam. There was no time for the details like that. It is emphasized, but you won't find, you won't get the bhava of the leelas from Padma Purana, from Vishnu Purana. You'll get it from the Bhagavatam, the feeling. The author is conveying the feeling. Hmm? What to speak of the commentaries of the Goswamis who are participants in that leela? Vyasa hmm? may know the meaning, he may not. Rupa Goswami knows the meaning. We should write a verse like that. Jiva Goswami knows the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? And it, it, it's a showcasing of the mellows that Mahaprabhu came to give. Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, that, that are, you know, the, the, the primary, I want to say, um, forces of the world. I, I've said this before, I'll mention it again, that for the Goswamis, their emphasis was not electromagnetic forces, gravity, strong and weak nuclear forces, and such forces that make the world go round. Hmm? Uh, their, their emphasis was dasya, sakya, vatsalya, maduri. This is making the world go round. It's on the subjective side, love makes the world go round. Hmm? In love improperly reposed, is making the nuclear forces weak and strong and the gravity and so on and so forth. It's being, it's being instigated by, from the subjective side, the objective world, from, from consciousness, the non-conscious world, the, 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 the subconscious of God, matter, is being animated and brought to life. Their concern was with dasya, sakya, vatsalya, and madhurya. And really, these really are the forces that run the world. You ask any scientist, he's on the brink of a discovery hmm, of something of how the matter works. He gets a phone call and says, your son was in an accident and Batsali is taking a man immediately out of the laboratory and there he goes. Hmm. Isn't it? Hmm. My family is first, they say. This kind of thing. This is the... So they were concerned with these and, and helping us to refine these sentiments by giving us the center in which they, if they are reposed, hmm, they will um, be, uh, their fullest expression uh, will be uh, uh, um, afforded us, that, that experience will be afforded us. Hmm. So Janmadhyasyataha Anbayaditarata. Mm. Mm. He is the one who took birth, the mature, etc. And he appears to be the son of Vasudev. Mm. And he, on the other, look at another side, he's the son of, uh, son of, or son of uh, Vasudev and Devaki, or Nanda and Yashoda. Mm. As I say, uh, Yashoda said, let him have that. Let her have that. Devaki can be famous for being the mother. Our place is unknown. Golok. Bhajay Sveta Dvipam Tamaham Golokamitiyam. Brahma says, 
This place is very rarely known about. Bhajeshwetadvipam tamaham golokam itiyam. Oh, only a very few people, greatly realized souls, know about this. This is the secret life of God. Shwetadvip. That means, means like white for pure island. It's said to be uh, it's surrounded by an ocean of, you know, you hear these oceans of milk idea. It, it, it means milk is the fiction of the cows. Hmm? It, it means it's land of affection, of love only. Hmm? You think of it, it's, it's like a private island way out in the Pacific Ocean and so forth. You hear about it maybe, but you don't even know if it's really there. Hmm? The Vedas aren't speaking about it in great detail. Because it's so. Because what to speak of Brahman being beyond words? This place is 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 beyond Brahman. Brahmanohi pratishtaham. Again, Brahman is everywhere. It can't even move. And Krishna's Param Brahman is moving everywhere. And everything. Very rare place. So you're sort of saying, yeah, Devaki, she's famous. As I said, Uddhava was sent there to educate the gopis. Hmm? Don't feel bad. Don't worry. I mean, things happen like this, you know. That's life. Hmm? I remember when I was very young, sixth grade, I had a girlfriend. And um, some other guy who was in high school, this is pretty early on, um, freshman, I I guess, got her attention. So it was quite heartbreaking as you can imagine. And there I sat in tears, and my mother came, and she started to philosophize with me, and give me a bigger picture, really. So I thought, that's how to solve all these problems. You, get, you look at the bigger picture. You, you have to take a philosophical look, you step back, and all the problems become as small as they really are. There's a bigger picture. These are all small things. They will pass in due course. Nothing to be too concerned about. Hmm. A tribute to my my guru, my mother, my first guru. <laughs> uh, so, Uddhava was sent there. He tried to counsel them, but hmm. you know they said things to him like, "Well, what? You know, you say it's providence, but he's providence. Yeah. Providence is the cause, but Krishna is providence, so that doesn't work." He saw the measure of their absorption, the point is, and he realized, I've been sent here to be educated. Hmm? So he went around for a couple months in Vrindavan, kind of walking around in the days. A couple of his verses that he would chant repeatedly are cited in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? And one of them concludes with the line I cited, Shruti Bhimbrigyam, this place is beyond the Shruti, beyond the Veda. Hmm? It's a hidden place. Uh, what is the what is what is then is the contribution of Rupa Goswami to bring all these things out, empowered as he was by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all these secrets? We've come to take them as eh, pretty common, but actually this very secret idea, hmm? very special idea. Uddhava was amazed. Uddhava was a, was a perfect person to send there because he was Krishna's advisor in Mathura, so he was very very learned. He was Shastravit. He knew all the scriptures. So if such a learned person would go to the apparent unlearned village of Vrindavan. Hmm? Just a bunch of cow people with some sentiments. Are their practices even founded in the scripture? 
They worship the Govardhan. They worship Indra. Even Krishna himself said, does this come from the Parampara or is that just a superstition? Why are you doing that? Hmm? They admitted, we don't really know why. Hmm? What do you want us to do? We'll do that. Hmm? They know one thing only. They love Krishna. Hmm? Otherwise, they go to church on Sunday. That's true. Hmm? They worship in Nanda's house, in the Shringadev, the Shila. But their, their mind is somewhere else. Sound familiar? Their mind is somewhere else. <laughs> it is on Krishna. Hmm? It is called Aprakrita. It looks like the Prakrit, the mundane world, but it is very Aprakrita, very, very different, very transcendental. Vaikuntha is Adhoksaja, obviously different, transcendental, overtly so. But Vrindavan is not like that. It looks ordinary, but it's super extraordinary. Hmm? Therefore, Bhagavatam says, Nasta prayeshu abadreshu nityam bhagavatasevaya. This is not for a cursory reading only. Oh yeah, I read that. Hmm? You have not read. Hmm? No, it says nityam bhagavatasevaya. You read this very carefully. You study very carefully. So many things are found in there. Hmm? It will come out. Enough to, it, it offers a big challenge to your intellect, actually. Bring your intellect, Bhagavatam says. We will retire it. Hmm? Not by going tit-for-tat intellectually, necessarily. Hmm? But at least coming to this point intellectually, the intellect has its limits. And then it charms from there. Charms from there. Hmm? Captures the heart. Hmm? So, Uddhava, hmm, sent to educate them, God educated himself. Yashoda was happy, content. Devaki can be known as the, as the mother widely hmm, of Krishna. But, but I'll be happy to, to be the real mother in, 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 in hiding hmm, in the cow village, which is kind of almost off the map, if you will. Hmm. Even the Gargacharja had to come there in secret in the cow shed and give the name Krishna and Ram and so forth. Hmm hidden place, not known only to a very few. And this is one of the secrets then. Of course, we want to make it known everywhere. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's. Um, the, 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 the natural result, I mentioned last night that Krishna Lila was a failure. Hmm? It's a failure because the full measure of rasa, hmm, that it was designed for, uh, by Krishna for, for tasting, he could not taste. He saw the measure of Radha's love exceeded his own experience, so he, he was incomplete. He had to manifest another Leela, that is Gaur Leela, hmm? the extension of Krishna Leela is Gaur Leela, an encore kind of appearance. Hmm? And he very, very craftily, he's very expert, uh, thought of a way to try anyway to get her experience. Hmm? And so, the Gaudiya perspective on Golokam is, that, of course, that Krishna is really directly the son of Yashoda, and indirectly he's the son of Devaki. I mean, what kind of son is born with four arms? With a helmet on and jewels and radiance flashing everywhere? They say, Gaudiya say, that's not a birth, that's something else. But he actually took birth from Yashoda. This uh, 
Kavikarnapur from the Bengal side, another Sanskrit scholar at the time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who wrote like the Goswamis did from the Vrindavan side, he reasoned that this whole Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela of Krishna, is for the purpose of giving Mother Yashoda the opportunity to actually be a mother. Because if your son's never born, <laughs> then, you know, when you have your first son, it's like pretty, pretty traumatic. You look at him and it's like, that hadn't happened to me, but I get some idea about it. I was on the other side. <laughs> yeah, but, so it's powerful, very powerful, life-changing. You think, I have to be adult, an adult now, serious person, set a good example, and, and so forth. Hmm? So, <laughs> the Gaudiyas want to make the point hmm, that she, he's actually the son of Yashoda. That son of Devaki, that is a partial manifestation of Krishna only, Vasudeva Krishna. Hmm? But in Vrindavan, the actual birth. So, Anbayad Itarata. He's directly, hmm, he took birth in Mathura, etc. He performed his leelas. Hmm? He's uh, it, directly the son of, we say, Jashoda. Indirectly the son of Devaki. Anbayad Itarata cha Arteshu Abhigya Swarat. Arteshu Abhigya. Abhigya means knowing. So, he, was, he understood his, his purpose. He had a purpose. Arteshu. What is his purpose? Hmm? We said there's no purpose for God, but in another way there's two purposes. One is no purpose and one is kind of a purpose. He mentions it in the Gita. What does he say there? The cause for his descent. He says, Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chaduskritam dharma samstapanartaya sambhavami duge to protect my devotees and do away with the influence of the non-devotees and thereby establish religion. The establishing of religion, the doing away with the non-devotees is really a byproduct of catering to the devotees, protecting them from what? Hmm? What do they need to be protected from? Krishna himself comes, he said, very seldom, right? Once in the day of Brahma, long, long time is the idea. Hmm? And he comes when certain sadhakas in this world have reached a certain a point in their development, hmm? in their pursuit of of Braj Bhakti. They've attained Prem. And now to intensify that Prem, that stai hmm? of Sakya, Batsalya Madhurya, in terms of Pranai, hmm? Sakya, Snehaman, Raganurag, Bhav Mahabhav, all these things. They have to take birth in where Krishna's pastimes are being performed in association with his eternal associates and so forth. And, and their separation is so intense that he ha he's coming on the force of their love and separation. His, his leela takes place and as a byproduct then uh, dharma is established and, and so forth. So it says here that he knew his purpose therefore he went immediately to Vrindavan. Hmm? Did he appear to establish Dharma? Was that his purpose? No. He appeared for all those devotees in Vrindavan. Hmm? But the word next comes, he is Swarat. He's independent. Sounds like he's controlled. Hmm? Oh yes, he's controlled by their love. That's true. Hmm? But that doesn't take away his independence. Because what is their love? Their love is his Swarup Shakti. 
we say that Krishna has three primary shaktis. Well, three principal. Well, I mean, he has three shaktis. <laughs> he has many, but three are highlighted. Internal, the Prabhupada language, internal energy, marginal energy, external energy. <coughs> and these shaktis are one with Krishna and different from Krishna. That is the Veda Ved, right? Achintu Veda Ved. These shaktis are not independent of him, so they're one with him. But they, but through them, he causes different things to happen and so forth. So among them, he is one with and different from his material energy, but he's more different than he is one with that energy. Hmm? With the Tasta Shakti, the Jeev Shakti, he's one and different with them. With his Swarup Shakti, the internal energy, he's more one with that than different. Hmm? Therefore, it is said, Radha and Krishna are two souls in one, two bo- one soul and two bodies. Hmm? Radha and Krishna are one, hmm? appearing as two, and then again as one, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, trying to understand themselves hmm? in the full experience of their love for one another and so forth. Hmm? So he's Swarat, he's independent. Why? It means this. He's conquered by love, that's true. But an independence is not lost because that love comes from him. In other words, he loves you first, then you love him. Hmm? Through the Guru Parampara, he gives his love. Through Bhakti, Bhakti is the essence of the Sarup Shakti, the essence of the internal energy. Constituted of Samvit, Ladini, this is Bhakti. Comes through the Guru Parampara. Hmm? They, they give us this through chanting the holy name and so forth, all these practices of Bhakti. Hmm? And this uh, is like Krishna extending, his, saying, I love you. He sent a note, I love you. See if it catches on. You know. <laughs> then you respond to that. Hmm? So Krishna falls in love. Uh, he get, he shares his shakti, and then as we become invested with, uh, infused with that shakti, then we have the past capacity to do two things that we cannot do on our own. In spite of the fact that we are satchidananda, a unit of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, we cannot, and we are superior to matter. We get overwhelmed by matter. We don't have enough ananda, enough chit, hmm, to dissipate the shadows of maya, hmm, to dispel the shadows of maya. Hmm. What to speak of overwhelmed Krishna? But the surup shakti, in the presence of the surup shakti, maya shakti cannot stand. Maya chatara pasrayam. Again, Vyasa saw her standing at a distance. Hmm. She cannot take precedence. Like Prabhupada was his slogan. Where there is light, there cannot be darkness, something like that. Hmm? This idea. Hmm? So, with the influx, the, 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 the ingress of the Srup Shakti into the Jiva, hmm? Maya is dispelled very easily, and Krishna is overwhelmed. Hmm? Bhakti is a gift. It's, it's, a, it's a grace. That's why I said the other night, the effort in bhakti is to try to get grace. That's kind of a no effort effort. You're trying to get a blessing. Hmm? It's not like this. Lifting weights and getting strong in a, a very a virile exercise. It's a very kind of soft uh, approach. You, you cry. This is your effort. Make effort to cry. Krishna will reciprocate. Hmm? Know your smallness how needy you are. This is, this is very practical. 
how much in need we are, how desperate is our situation in all respects, materially <laughs> and spiritually, how desperate. Yeah. Act accordingly. What do we do? You cry, you throw your hands up, I give up. Hare Krishna. So, he remains independent, even though he becomes dependent upon his devotees. He's, Krishna means the son of Yashoda. Brahman has become the son of Yashoda Ananda, the lover of Radha, the friend of Sridham. What those things mean is, God is in their hands. The, 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 the Prabhupada used to say what? Every religion teaches that God is the most worshipable object and we teach what is the worshipable object of God. Hmm? So, that's what, so, Jai Radhe means what? That the, 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 the supremacy of bhakti. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm? So he becomes controlled. Hmm? It's a willingness. He controls by love and therefore he's controlled by love. <laughs> I just said the same thing, didn't I? He controls, no, he controls by love and he's controlled by love. If I control you by love, then you love me. Hmm? Then I'm in difficulty because <laughs> then I'll be controlled, controlled by you. So being controlled by love, that's not a problem. Hmm? This is how Krishna controls. And this is how the Guru controls too, hmm? actually. And a nice story I've told before, some of you haven't heard. Um, one of Sridhar Maharaj's disciples, Mother um, Mangal, he was, a, he was blind and a beautiful singer, Kirtanir, a Murdanga player. He would sleep in the temple and, um, and then he'd wake in the morning and he'd lead the Mongol Arctic and he'd lead all Arctics actually. And so I was at the Math and Chaitanya Saraswat Math, right along the bank of the Ganges. Um, visiting, and I asked Manu Mungal if he would take me into Navadvip to get a murdanga, and he would pick out, you know, a really good murdanga, because he was an expert. Hmm? And so, it's, you know, we're on the bank of the Ganges, and the town is like a quarter of a mile away, huh? and it's Navadvip, right, which is the, the, the dam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. So he said to me, yes, I have to, I'll take you there, and he's blind. So, the point is, it would seem a little difficult to be distracted, hmm? um, given the setting, and, and he's blind, and he's going to get a murdanga for another, for a sannyasi, and a sannyasi is going to go with him, and so forth. He said, yes, I have to get permission of Guru Maharaj. Hmm? I was so charmed by that. You have to walk a quarter of a mile along the bank of the Ganges with a sannyasi to get a murdanga, and you have to ask Guru Maharaj's permission. Hmm? I thought, that's so beautiful. I saw you. If Guru Maharaj doesn't want me to go there, I, 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 won't, I won't go anywhere. Hmm? This body belongs to my Guru. He's given me this. All these things, Nam Shrestam, Vapisachiputram, Matra Swarupam. All these things, Raghunadas says, this is my Guru. He's given me the name, the highest conception of the name that came from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nam Shrestam, Vapisachiputram, Matra Swarupam. And so on. All these things. Hmm? impossible to attain without his grace. Hmm? I'm in his his care. This is now Sadaka day. It belongs to my guru. I will not go anywhere but for not for his order. This is this we carry this for this reason. You know, you know you just, it's for Dunda. It's not for hitting other people. It's for hitting yourself actually. Dunda means chastisement. 
Some of them use it to chastise other people. I realize that. I've experienced that too. But it's supposed to be to chastise yourself. The body, the mind, the words, only to be used in Krishna's service, of course. So he said, if I get Guru Maharaj permission, I can go. I thought, well, he's just living in the tight grip of his Gurudev. Because hmm. I, well, that's so desirable. Hmm. Hmm. Control him by love, by affection. It is said in Shastra, you must have a guru. I go, oh God. <laughs> Especially in the Western culture of, you know, individualism and so forth. You must have a guru, it's a law. But I thought of it another way. I must have a guru, and it must be you. I have heard your your siksha, and I see in your example, and I, I I must be you. I feel that way. I must have you. Hmm? Then guru is purchased by that. Hmm? Oh, I have to honor the faith. I've created some faith problem. Hmm? Uh, I have to honor that. No. Also, he has the problem. What this Krishna is doing? These two syllables, Krishna, as Rupa Goswami said, oh, they're so wonderful. When they enter the courtyard of my heart and dance therein, I cannot do justice to that sound. I need millions of ears. Two ears are nothing. One tongue. I need millions of ears. Millions of tongues. This is the guru. I need more ears. I need more tongues. We, we need to talk about this. <laughs> i got to talk about this with someone. Who will listen? Help me. It's a cry of desperation. Hmm? Hmm. These are very beautiful dealings. Hmm? Hmm. And then God brothers, God sisters, it's so beautiful to see them sacrificing hmm? and making making effort and so forth. uh, It's very compelling. Hmm? So they have a tight family like this. And then that means also, and somebody has another guru from my guru, and I think, just see, it's very wonderful. Huh? Krishna's appearing in different forms for different people. Hmm? Hmm. They're following, and I have father, uncle, cousins, all these things. Hmm? Hmm. We, when we go like this, when we go in this way, we find our actual group. That's how we should go. Hmm? Gopis heard the flute sound of Krishna. This is Diksha. They heard the, heard the sound of Krishna. They heard their name and the food. They went. They didn't know anybody else was going. And they didn't wait for anything. They could have had a thousand and eight reasons for not going, but they went. When they got there, they found, oh, you came too. And you also. Hmm? This should be our group. Hmm? <laughs> oh. Nanbayat itarata chaarteshu abhigna swarat. He is swarat. Hmm? He is independent, but he puts himself in his hand in the hands of his devotees. Hmm? How can we resist going there? Hmm? Such a kind idea, such a generous idea. Hmm? Krishna is, as, 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 especially as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so generous with us. You know, he's called Sachinandan, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Means that. He's raised with such affection from his mother, therefore he knew how to be affectionate to others. Something like that. Hmm. I know that Prabhupada's disciples were raised on affection by him. He was very affectionate to all of us. Hmm. Th- things did not go unnoticed by him. He was very affectionate. We should be 
carriers of such affection. So here, anyway, says that he so he's born, he performed his leelas. He's directly the son of Yasoda, indirectly the son of Vasudevandeva, before he ran away from Mathura right away. So the main reason I came here is for my devotees, not to kill Kamsa. And the devotees in Vrindavan, their affection is particularly strong. I'll come back and help Devaki in due course. So he went to Vrindavan. Anyway, there he stayed in Vrindavan. What did he do in Vrindavan? Tene Brahma Rudayadikavye, as the verse goes on. Tene Brahma Rudayadikavye. The Adikavi here means Brahma. The original learned person of the, who manifests the Veda and the world thereby. The Adikavi, hmm? Tene Brahma. He gave inside of Brahma, the heart of Brahma. He infused the Brahma within the heart of Brahma. Adikavi means Brahma, and Tene Brahma. Brahma means infusion of truth, of spiritual knowledge. He infused spiritual knowledge in the heart of Brahma, in the Brahma Vimohan Lila. Hmm? He went to Vrindavan, and he performed, among other things, the Brahma Vimohan Lila. The four-headed Brahma, wise and thoughtful fellow, good manager. He's looking in all directions at the same time. Hmm? Uh, you know, he came. He tried to steal the cowherd, cowherds and calves of Krishna, and Krishna bewildered him. This Leela you know. This is the Leela that Prabhupada was writing when he left the world. Hmm? This is the this this Leela. Many nice things in this Leela, very dear to Prabhupada. Brahmasokyam tanantam Kritapunja punja. What is the love of those friends of Krishna for Krishna? Oh, Sukadeva says, they must have done who knows what, God knows what, to have arrived at this position. Hmm? To be picking fruits from trees and throwing them at him with catch. Hmm? To picnic with him. To, to take to take food from their own mouth and say, this tastes really good, try it. And put it in Krishna's mouth with their left hand. <laughs> and he's holding the yogurt and the rice and fruit in his left hand and Brahma's coming in on his swan. Vidhi, he's called Vidhi. Rules. Brahma sets up all the rules and he's thinking, now I saw somebody like him at the dawn of creation hmm? and I got Diksha from him. That was my guru. But this must be an imposter. Because then he appeared in Gopavesh, dressed like a Gopa, but he showed that, that uh, uh, Gyan Mudra, hmm? you know, giving the blessing. And he gave me the knowledge. And he was alone, worshipable. But here he's not giving the Gyan Mudra. In fact, he's got... He, what is he doing? He... he, he Looks a little bit like him, but he's 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 not following the rules. <laughs> he's eating with his left hand. Uh, he, 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 who are these people? What? what? And this is there's some commotion in my universe has happened. Hmm? Must be an imposter. Hmm? So he went there. Then he tried to test him and so forth. And of course, he became Vimohan, not Mohan, but Vimohan. Very bewildered. The opulence, the Aishvarya that is shown to Brahma in Vrindavan exceeds anything that we hear about. That Krishna, any opulence that he's shown anywhere else 
or than any opulence that Vishnu has shown. Vishnu shows an opulence of innumerable universes emanating from him. This is the idea. That's pretty extraordinary. Hmm? And Krishna showed what? Innumerable Vishnus emanating from him, from whom innumerable universes were emanating, hmm? in whom innumerable Brahmas were being born. So Brahma's foreheads were spinning at a very fast <laughs> pace that time. Hmm? And in this Leela, this, particularly this Leela is, is important and, it's, and it's, it's implied here in these words, Tene Brahma Why? Because in this Leela, in the context of the narrative describing the Leela, the philosophical point that I mentioned earlier that's so important, that's the key to understanding the Tattva of the Bhagavatam, what is it? Krishna's two Bhagavan Svayam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, and He the source of Narayan. That is demonstrated in the Leela. Hmm? It's spoken of philosophically in the third chapter of the Bhagavatam where the different avatars are mentioned. But in the context of the Leela, it's brought out. Hmm? Because as I say, Krishna showed innumerable Vishnus, innumerable Narayans emanating from him. So Brahma saw this, he was convinced. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Svayam. This is very extraordinary. Tene Brahma Hridayadikavye. This is the same person who, who gave me the wisdom, uh, imparted to me the power for, to create, gave me the mantra, and this is the full expression of that mantra. Hmm? When that mantra is fully revealed, it comes to this, this kind of, these kind of leelas. Hmm? So sweet, and so much Aishvarya in the background. Hmm? It's like if you take a jewel and you put it on a black cloth, that jewel will shine that much more. So that the sweetness hmm, has a backdrop. When it, uh, the more the backdrop of Aishvarya is there, the more the sweetness is apparent. He's that. He's the source of Narayans. And he's taking food from other people's mouths and tasting it after they've tasted it because they said it was sweet. And hmm? and in Sakiras, this is beautiful Sakiras, sometimes they serve him, sometimes he serves them. He becomes the pillow on which Sri Dham will lay his head. Hmm? And sometimes vice versa. Who are these people? What is their position? Hmm? How could they get there? Hmm? Sukadeva is bewildered by this. Kritapunya How is it possible? Hmm? Prabhupada loved this verse. Brahmasokyam <coughs> Tvanantam. Do you know it? Yeah. Very nice. Hmm? All coming here. Prabhupada left the world during this. He was translating this. 11th, 12th, 13th chapter. 14th chapter goes into the prayers of Brahma. Hmm? About it. So much tattva there. He left the world in the midst of this Brahma Vimohan Leela hmm? in Vrindavan, desiring to go around Gorandan Hill. Hmm? This is where his, his, his big drum, Sankirtan, came to stop right here. Hmm? in the midst of the Brahma Vimohan Leela. Such an important Leela. Again, this important point of tattva comes out so prominently there. Tene Brahma Hridayadi Muyanti Atsuraya. And this is so extraordinary, this Aishvarya that was shown there, that the Aishvarya, the opulence of the gods, is small in comparison. It bewilders them if they're to see that. Brahma's a god. He saw that. He bewildered. And he's... And, and when it was all over, right, that manifestation of opulence, 
Everything just whoosh, went back, and there Krishna just standing there with the food in his hands. And yes, <laughs> and, and then Brahma's beautiful prayers coming out, and Krishna doesn't say a word the whole time. Hmm? His, his gravity, and, you know, that's a good way to win an argument. Just don't say anything. After a while, they start wondering, what, what's he thinking? Uh, this is how Mahabharata converted Sarvabhauma, hmm? by saying nothing. Muyanti hmm? Atsurayo. Even the gods are bewildered by that, by Krishna, who shows so, so, such extraordinary op, ordinary opulence and such sweetness. And his sweetness is fourfold. Prema Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, Venu Madhurya. Hmm? So as Venu Madhurya is referred to here when it says te, next line, Tejo Varimadam Yata Vinimayo Yatrati Sargo Misha. Tejo Varimadam Yata. It means, well, water looks like earth, looks like fire. Uh, the modes, these are the three gunas. It means the gunas are always moving like this. It's a magic show, the material world. You can never get your feet on the ground. It's musical chairs, and you're out. But here it means, in the context of this explanation, Tejo Varimadamita, he made earth turn into water. He made water turn into earth. He melted everyone's heart with his flute. Krishna received his flute in the Govardhan Leela from Shiva. After the Leela, the gods came, Indra came, Krishna was bathed, given a crown, called Upendra, Govinda, and all the gods gave something. Shiva gave a bamboo flute, so Krishna went to his tower, he has a tower, watchtower, above Nanda's house there, and he's looking over Vrindavan, playing his flute, seeing how it works, what he can do. He played and he caused inanimate, uh, immovable things to move, hmm? moving things to stand still, hmm? He's practicing until he could properly play the fifth note, he said. This is calm Gayatri. This way he could call Radha and have his calmed, fulfilled. Tejo Varimadam Yatabinimayo Yatatrisar Go Mersha. Damna Senasara Nirasta Kuhakam Satyam Param Dimahi. This is Krishna Leela. Hmm? Of course, it's manifest in three places, Trisarga, Vrindavan, Mathura, and Dwarka, where it's perfect in Dwarka, we said last night, most perfect in Mathura, and more perfect in Vrindavan. Hmm? Then those places are real. In this world, those places are real. Hmm? Everything else is unreal. Those places are real what they represent, that plane of consciousness, that is enduring. Dhamna svena sada nirasta. Dhamna svena. By the force, the illumination of his dham, aradhya bhagavan brajeshatanayas tad dhamma vrindavana. That dham non different than himself. So, svena, dhamna svena, by the light of his dham, his abode that he manifests in the world, and thereby, in the context of that, manifests his form in his lila, janmadi, yasya, yata, as we're describing. Hmm? That extinguishes all opposition. Hmm? 
Hmm? That is so charming, so beautiful. Any opposition, this is the charm, as I say, the Krishna Leela that it manifests in the Dham. It is so charming that even if you get in an argument with a Mayavad and, you know, a Dwaitan or, uh, or an, uh, yeah, let's say an Dwaitan, <laughs> then you, 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 you know, there's different ways to interpret verses and so forth. So they have their own interpretations and they're pretty good too. Uh, but you get to a point, even if you cannot defeat them, you get to a stalemate, but then you have a trump card to play. But this is a more charming idea. Hmm? As I said, instead of loving to be, loving to exist, we will exist to love. Who will disagree? Everyone will go, yeah, that makes more sense. Hmm? Hmm. They will say, yes, Krishna is very beautiful. The most beautiful, most complete manifestation of Saguna Brahman. Hmm? You know, so wouldn't you like him to last forever? <laughs> yeah. In bhakti he does. Hmm? So. so this way we found Krishna himself, Swayam Bhagavan, in the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now next we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna is here. Hmm. Radha is also here. We didn't do that yet. We should do that. Hmm? And bhakti. <laughs> and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So you have to follow us for this. So we have another class tonight, but it's short. Huh? We just have questions and answers. Yeah, okay. And then you can follow us, if you like, to Saragrahi in western North Carolina on Saturday. Yes, questions? For so, now. so you were saying that Krishna realized the failure of so the There's two things that ways in which Krishna Lila was a failure. One way is that way. He could not taste the full measure of love and the experience that Radha's experience of rasa, tasting, uh, uh, exceeded his. The other thing that he came to do besides, and this is the beautiful Lila because it's, it's, it's the quality called the Nara Lila, human-like Lila. It's manifest in this world. So it's like a f- movie filmed on location. It has extra benefits to it. Humanity is the plane of, of, of love. You know, it's a fallen place because <laughs> we fall in love. And it's a huge problem. And so to pursue his love, Leela, on earth, this would look like the perfect setting. Earth is very, it's a very earth-centric philosophy. Forget about that other one, Copernicus and all that stuff. It's a very earth-centered idea. Earth is very special to Krishna. Here people fall in love. He came here to pursue his love, Leela, but the limitations he met because he was in the position of the object of love and he realized that the, the, the vessel of love, the Ashraya Lumbana in, in Radha, had greater experience than himself. So what to do? But the other problem was he also wanted to showcase his Leela that others might uh, be attracted to it because... Um, other forms of worship really don't do much for him. Hmm? They really don't. Hmm? You know, you're standing there. There's the deity, and you're here, and you offer this to him. There's you. There's the deity, and then there's the offering in between. He wants to bridge that gap. Rag Bhakti means he wants to bridge that gap between worshipped, worshipper, and worship. Hmm? That 
Artik is also being performed in Brajlila. It said, the lamp is the oil of the gopis' hearts. Their eyes are going like this. Hope no one's looking. They look both ways and then they offer. They look from his feet up <laughs> and so forth. And the heart is the lamp. These kind of things. All that is going on there. Hmm? Perfectly. <laughs> so you should perfect that kind of bhakti. And the idea is to bridge the gap between the worshipper and the worshipped. Hmm? When worship turns into love, then this gap is bridged. Hmm? So he wanted to showcase this kind of love. Hmm? What, it, what, I'm really, what really t- turns me on, what makes me tick these people, their love for me. Hmm? But he got distracted by his own shortcomings, his own capacity to taste love. So he couldn't effectively hmm, distribute this. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was leader for effectively distributing. You asked, was Krishna successful in tasting Radha's love? Hmm? Then I ask you, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was he successful in distributing that love? Hmm? That is for sure. We are all recipients of that. So that is the outgrowth of his tasting. Hmm? That's why we also say, you can only give what you have. Hmm? So one should have what one has, and then one can give that, share that. And preaching should be overflowing of what one, what one has. Hmm? Mahaprabhu's outreach came from the inward reach and it was deep and pretty successful. <laughs> Another question? Yes, say the name. Two parents? Yeah, because there are two different manifestations of Krishna. In in Vrindavan, he's manifest there as Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? And in Mathura, he has different kinds of devotees. So Devaki and Nanda, their love is different. Devaki and Vasudeva, their love is different than Nanda and Yashoda. Devaki's love is, frater- is fraternal? Paternal. Paternal. Excuse me. Paternal. Vatsalya for Krishna. But it's mixed with some knowledge that Krishna is God, the fact that he's God. If Krishna shows himself to be God to Devaki, <coughs> she will pay her respects to him, and her sense that she is her, that he she is her mother, will recede to the background, and the sense that he's God comes to the foreground. Hmm? So her love is, we, we, we say, mixed with some knowledge of the godhood of Krishna. Hmm? In Vrindavan, however, the devotees have no sense that Krishna is God. It's called Gyan Shunya Bhakti, brain-dead bhakti. <laughs> it, it, it's their, their love is not encumbered by any knowledge that he's God. There's no reason for worshipping him like he's God, therefore he should be worshipped. Hmm? If Krishna should show some opulence in Vrindavan that he's God, hmm? like lifting Govardhan Hill. Krishna did many wonderful things in Vrindavan, but the Govardhan Hill is something he did in front of everybody. You know, he would kill a demon and the coward boys would come home and say, and Krishna killed a demon? And, and they'd say, oh, those boys, you know. <laughs> boys will have so many stories. Mm-hmm. But in Govardhan Leela, everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Krishna lifted the Govardhan Hill. And so that's a pretty extraordinary 
demonstration of his 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 godhood, right? Hmm? Aishwarya. But how is it often depicted? Krishna's holding the holding like this, and his cowherd friends are there with their sticks, helping him out. Hmm? So they're seeing he's God, but they that doesn't mean anything to them. If they think, oh, some people call him God. Well, that's cool. Hmm? He's all kind of things. Yeah, God too. Why not? But I mean, that's not the important. He's my friend. Hmm? Hmm. So they don't think like when when Krishna came home from the Govardhan Leela, from from the Govardhan Leela, and he, the gods had given him all those gifts and stuff like that. He had gone, interdescended. Hmm? Surabi came and said, "Told him, look, let's go over here, then out of the a little bit out of the way." Krishna will come over to you because Indra was there to kind of like confess and it's hard when you do it in front of a guy's friends and everything, you know. So so, so they went at a little distance and Krishna said to his friends, you wait here, I'm going over there. So they're looking, these gods come down, Brahma, Shiva, Indra, and so on and so forth. And they're giving gifts to Krishna and royal paraphernalia and he's all dressed up in and that stuff. And then they go off, right, on their way. Then all the Sridham, Subal, Madhu Mongol come and say, hey, give me that hat. Yeah, Give me that vest, you know, and they're putting it on and, and so forth. And, and the gods are going, oh, who are those people? <laughs> like this. And then they come home. Hmm? And uh, Nanda Mar says, where'd you get all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sridham says, I don't know, this, uh, you know, some guy with four heads was there, another guy with five mouths came, you know, and I go, oh yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> these kids, wherever they got it anyway. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, even when, when when he shows himself to be God, it only inflames their affection for him. It cannot get in the way. So that's why we say in in Vrindavan, he's most perfect. In Mathura, he's more well. He's less perfect. He's he's, he's perfect in Dwarka. Hmm? He's more perfect in Mathura. Most perfect in Vrindavan. So he's perfect in all respects, and his perfection is. Is 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 the kind of uh, 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 governed by the love, so the love causes him to manifest in a particular way. So some love him. Um, they, and the Yadus they think God is our family member. Wow, hmm? God is our family member. But in Vrindavan they don't think that God is our family member. They think Krishna is one of us. Hmm? He's like us, ordinary people. Hmm. Yeah, every now and then Narayan does something through him hmm? but that's not really significant so therefore um, of course you might say well he could do that and not have two mothers maybe that's your question and two fathers he could do that huh? um, but um, but Devaki and Vasudev they had Vatsalya Vatsalya Bhakti hmm? So, as his choice. And also in Vedic culture, there are many mothers, many fathers. Yes? Uh, why did Krishna create us souls when. He didn't. When he was supreme and his soul is blessed. There's no creation of souls, so there's no beginning to the Atma. Consciousness existing always, and it's not confined by time and space. It's always existed. It will never not exist. 
Souls have never been created. There's no beginning to the world. There's no beginning to souls. The world comes and goes, comes and goes, like the breathing of Vishnu, but it has no beginning. Does Vishnu have a beginning? Does his breathing? No. Right, that's the idea. Hmm? So the world is his breathing, right? Outward breath, the world. In it. So the world has no beginning. Souls have no beginning. That's the first point. Hmm? So if you're saying, well, but Vishnu manifested many souls, the one became many. Hmm? So he becomes many, they all come back into him. They become many again, they come back, right? So your question is, that God is full of bliss. Why did he make souls that are not full of bliss? Is that the question? Is that your question? Pretty much. I guess I, guess I should rephrase. So, we were, we were all with Krishna to start with. We what? We were all with Krishna. And with him, uh-huh. we had external energy there. So why did we get desires? And why did we follow him? Because we weren't, weren't there. That's why. Because we didn't fall from there. Hmm? That's why. Like Prabhupada says in his Bhagavatam commentary, there's a certain section of the Bhagavatam that deals with this topic. In the seventh canon of the Bhagavatam, Yudhisthira Mara says, he's asking about the impartiality of God. Is God impartial? Hmm? Does he love one more than another? And so forth. So Narada is answering him. In the context of answering him, he tells he he speaks of the story of Jai and Vijay. Hmm? You know the story of Jai and Vijay, the gatekeepers of Baikuntha, and they fell down. You don't know the story. Ah, oh, it's a very important story of Srimad Bhagavatam. The Kumaras came. They cursed the gatekeepers because the gatekeepers wouldn't let them in, and they fell down from there, hmm? from Baikuntha. Hmm? So, when Sukadev or when um, uh, Yudhisthira Marsh hears this, he says, he says, I do not believe that anyone could fall from Vaikuntha. He says, that is impossible. Which is what you're thinking, right? And he says, why, according to the, the tikas, because he has, they have bodies made of Srup Shakti. And as we said earlier, Srup Shakti, well, Maya Shakti can have no precedence. Dark can't be present in, in, in light, right? Darkness is absence of light. So he says, I have no... Sh- uh, I cannot believe that, he says. And of course, he, he answers himself, it's not possible for them to fall down hmm, from Vaikuntha. That's impossible. Hmm. I mean, who would want to go there <laughs> if he had to come fall down from there? If there was envy there and, uh, and Maya and so forth. So in, in his purport there, Prabhupada says that no one falls from Vaikuntha. Hmm? That is impossible. Prabhupada confirms. I know that other places Prabhupada said, oh, they fall, we were originally with Krishna, and so forth, and so on. Depends who he was talking to, and how he would say it. Um, But in the book, where the subject is actually dealt with, then Prabhupada tells it like this. No one falls from my country. And all previous acharyas, of course, have explained like that. So, there are souls that are manifest for the Krishna Leela and Goloka. There are souls manifest for, for the Vaikuntha Leelas hmm? of Narayan. And then there's Mahavishnu, right? So wherever the God is manifest, then 
jivas, some type of jiva. Man. So Vishnu is also manifesting jivas. Hmm? And, and Vishnu has jurisdiction over the Maya Shakti. So when Vishnu manifests Jeev Shakti, hmm, again and again, with no beginning, again and again and again and again, they come in, the, in the contact with Maya, that becomes problematic. Therefore, through Vishnu, the avatars come to try to remedy the situation that souls can meet their maker hmm, and go beyond Shushupti. You know what is Shushupti? Shushupti is a sleeping condition inside of Maha Vishnu. So the souls are dormant there, their karma is dormant there. And karma is an adi, it has no beginning. Hmm? Karma has no beginning, jivas have no beginning. So when they come out and they go back, when they come out, and one of those comings out, they come out altogether. Hmm? They go to the Paravyom. And Krishna says, Yadgatvana Nivartante Dhamma Paramama. No falling from there. Hmm? When the question of, of the partiality of God arises in the sutras, Question is: Does God is God impartial or is He partial? The sutras say no. He's impartial in the differences. Why some jivas are suffering and some jivas are enjoying is because of karma. Then the sutra says, "Well, what about before karma? Then what?" It says, "No, there is no beginning before karma." It says, "Karma is anadi, has no beginning." Hmm. I know that's hard to fit between your ears, but that's good. There are things that are bigger than your head. <laughs> And you should go there, how? With your heart. What does heart mean? By faith. What does faith mean? In Shastra. What Shastra says. Hmm? They're not things to reason about, but to take what Shastra says. You say, well, that's fine. We want to take Shastra, Sadhu, and Guru. And the Guru said this over here, but I'm telling you what he said over there. <laughs> so then we have Prabhupada, for example, saying two different things. Now, now what? Hmm? Now you have to use your head. You see, you have to use your head and see what context he said what, hmm? and you have to see what is the what is the sedanta from previous acharyas, repeating which Prabhupada said was his credibility. He derived his credibility from accurately representing what the previous acharyas have taught. So we look and see, well, what do they teach? We say, oh, they are all teaching no one falls from Vaikuntha. We find a statement Prabhupada says no one falls from Vaikuntha. We know, oh, this is the sedanta. Someplace else we find, Prabhupada said, seems to say, they fell from, they were always with Krishna. Hmm? Then we have to think, what is he saying that there for why? What is the implication and so forth? Hmm? And then we can come up with different explanations hmm, that might satisfy some and might not satisfy others, but we make an effort to try to harmonize the apparent contradictions while highlighting the Siddhanta. And the problem you're having with the, with the issue is done away with by the Siddhanta. You don't fall from there. But then you have another problem. You think, well, when I didn't fall from there, why am I here? I've always been here, you think. Hmm? Yeah. But wh don't I have a choice? Yes, you have a choice. You can choose. Choose to get out. Your choice is always there. Hmm? You always have the choice. You understand? So there's no beginning to the soul. Hmm? There's no beginning to the conditioning of the soul, but it can come to an end. Material conditioning, by bhakti. Hmm? It's a huge topic. <laughs> People have... Anyway, I've written some things about it, but that's in brief, the, the story. Something else? Okay.
we still do it, and then we repent that, oh, why did we commit such a sin? Mm. Um, and I'm guessing this is because for our previous conditioning, our desires. So how do we make ourselves better so we completely get rid of this and you know, dovetail to Krishna consciousness? Uh, they said practice makes perfect. So don't give up the practice. And the remorse that you feel for doing something that's not favorable to bhakti, hmm? even though you know it's not favorable, you feel remorse. That remorse will, will, is very helpful. Hmm? That remorse, it is said in the Bhagavatam, that makes up for the, for the transgression. Genuine remorse. Of course, you can't do it and do it and, and continue to have genuine, genuine remorse. If you're genuinely remorseful, hmm, then the 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 um, the uh, negative result or effect is counteracted. Hmm? Krishna says very clearly in Bhagavatam, eleventh canto, Uddhava, that sometimes my devotees they act in unbecoming ways. They have material attachments, and so they succumb to that. But they're my devotees, hmm? and they feel remorse after that, hmm? and that remorse. Um, makes up for their transgression and this way they go on and practice makes perfect. Take some time. It's a, it's, if you are conditioned to act in a particular way then and, and you want to be acting a different way, you have to become conditioned to that. Therefore, nasta prayeshu, abhadreshu, nityam, bhagavata seva, you should be conditioned to hearing the bhagavata, conditioned to sadhu sangha. If you hear there's sadhu sangha, you should run there. Hmm? Now you think, I was going to go but you know, a lot something else came up, and hmm? sometimes people write me and ask, they ask me a question line. I say, "You have to have sadhu sangha," and they say, "There's no sadhus where I live." So then I write back, "Move." <laughs> <laughs> That's really the answer. So this is what's important to you. Hmm? That's what you will do. Are you coming tonight? Because we don't have more time for questions then. Okay. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Haribo. Kantarashimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Isi Bhakti Vidanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Rakshak Siddhartha Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Vinod Parivar ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vinod ki jai.